everybody, Holland here. I just wanted to throw in a really quick disclaimer ahead of the episode, just to let you know that we had some technical difficulties. We go into it a tiny bit at the top of the episode, but we thought we had solved the technical difficulties, but we turns out we had not. My audio ended up recording really strangely on Gray's computer. We recorded together, and it ended up sounded sounding like a robot. So... For this episode, we had to rely on my echoey voice picked up by Gray's microphone. So you should still be able to hear me for the most part. It's just not going to be, it's not going to sound like I'm talking into a mic. But I hope you can bear with us because it's a really good app. I love this movie and I hope that this is one of the last times we will have technical difficulties and audio issues. I know we've been experiencing a little of that leading up to this episode, but I think as this technical difficulty aside, we have everything pretty much sorted out in the audio realm. So let's get into the app. Let's do it. Come on from school and what do we see? Parents are gone, let's watch some TV. Every day was another movie for us. We are the latchkey. Howdy, 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 fucking howdy. Welcome to the goddamn Latchkey Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host, and I'm so goddamn frustrated with technology, Gray Baker. And I'm Holland, and I'm the oldest. (laughs) I'm Allegra, and I... Got a nice kabusi. <laughs> okay. Tying it in. Good. Tying it in. Sweet. So we are an hour and a half late into our into our recording schedule because my computer just decided, hey, you know what? Fuck you. And ruined my morning. Um Holland is with me at my house. First time ever recording That's together. In person, um, if you guys have been keeping up, both Allegra and Holland live on the East Coast, and I live on the West Coast, but Holland has been visiting um, my mom and now me up in you know California, so uh, we're together, but my computer, I think, just really didn't, it doesn't matter, it doesn't, they don't like two mics, I won't get too into it, it's just been half of my morning, so. It's okay. We have all day to do whatever the fuck we want. It's true. We have an open schedule. We have time for technical difficulties. I'm not mad about it. I know you're very frustrated. I'm re- I'm relieved now. I'm very relieved. So we'll get into it. Hi guys. I'll leave that that poor attitude at the door. And uh, I'll, let's just sit. let's just say this. I'll wipe my brain as if I went to sleep and woke up and it was still October 13th. What we do each week is one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled Master of the Remote Control 
while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment. I do think we are honing in on what that punishment is. Allegra, we can talk about it. Holland and I had a little bit of a dialogue on some ideas, but we'd like your input. So this week is the second installment of our themed month and our randomly selected movies in Sand Tembler. This week, Holland was randomly selected to defend the 2004 hit rom-com starring Adam Sandler, 50 First Dates. Yeah. I believe... <laughs> I was really excited about getting this movie. Yeah, going from click to 50 First Dates was like whiplash. <laughs> But like in the right way. At yeah, least. in the yeah. How about it? It started off with a broken neck, and then it was almost like my neck was magically healed. <laughs> Snapped back into place. So it's, it's yes. not only that Holland got a great movie; she also got to follow a shit movie. So it really just works out well for her. Yes. Yes. So to get into it, Henry Roth is a man afraid of commitment until he meets the beautiful Lucy. They hit it off, and Henry think he's finally found the girl of his dreams until discovering she has short-term memory loss and forgets him the next day. This summary, uh, typo and all, is courtesy of IMDb, so thank you to whoever submitted that summary. Um, It's a good fucking movie. I mean, it came out February 13th, day ahead of Valentine's Day. 2004 so you know holland was 12 allegra was nine and i was seven so i'm pretty sure we saw this in theaters i mean probably we definitely saw it a shit ton yeah i don't know if that was we watched this a lot a lot a lot because our dad loved this movie too i texted him and he said i love that movie i've watched it 50 times (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, peak adolescence, I remember a lot. Um, I'll just jump right into the pre-watch notes. Uh, (laughs) Adam Sandler works at a zoo, hits on Drew Barrymore, and it works one day, doesn't the next. She gets a parking ticket and finds out she be brain damaged. Sean Astin is a Reuter. Rob Schneider is still racist. They fall in love a bunch. Something happens and Drew Barrymore breaks up with Sandler. He goes to her at a mental institute and she painted his face as an egg. One day she wakes up and has a baby on a boat. (laughs) A lot captured there. (laughs) What about you, Legger? What are your pre-watch notes? My name is Lucy. Uh, remember so much about this movie. Um, Drew Barrymore has amnesia and every day her brain resets. Adam Sandler hits on her, not knowing they, but they have great chemistry. Um, I did this in voice text, so this is kind of hard to discern what I, what I meant to say. Because it says, <laughs> I remember so much, this is verbatim, I remember so much about this movie, do you, Mary Moore, has amnesia, and every day her brain resets, Adam Sandler hits on her, not knowing they have great chemistry within the next 80, she's remember him, so he lose her every single day, his parent, her parents are kind of skeptical of the mom is dead, her brother is Sean Astin, near 
has a lisp, and he's hyper, takes steroids. Adam Sandler works at a zoo. Dan Aykroyd is there and talks about a walrus, has, like, the second biggest penis or something. But then the dead-ass Adam Sandler just leave and get out of here, and then he does. But then he turn around, and he loves her, and, like, she stops living with her dad and actually goes into a mental facility, and then they end up married with a kid in Alaska, and it's cool, cool. Your voice text sounds like if a foreign exchange student had to be like a court stenographer. It's like it's been through Google wow. Translate a few times. I did remember a lot. I think my main thing was I didn't want to write too much. I did not remember Dan Aykroyd was the doctor, though. Um, my pre-watch notes are I feel like I remember most things. Diner, no short-term memory. Adam Sandler works at Aquarium was a player with Taurus before Lucy, Sean Astin lisping brother with mesh shirts, uh, Sean Hunter's dad is Lucy's dad, wouldn't it be nice is important. Sean Hunter's dad? From Boy Meets World. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> The actor who plays Sean Hunter's dad yes. in Boy Meets okay, World is okay. dad in this movie. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then Rob Schneider, very problematic again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also... Another like pre-watch note, because this is something, even though I didn't write it down, I know I will never forget. And it's always, peanut butter cup. Oh yeah, peanut butter cup. And he goes, hey, could probably kill me with one punch or something like that. I also love spam and peanut butter cups. If someone gave me a whole box of spam and peanut butter cups, I would not give them to Sean Astin. Do you actively eat spam? No, but I love spam masubi and spam ramen, um, some fried spams good i couldn't tell you the last time i had spam mm -hmm. fun fact hawaii is the largest uh nation or in nation per capita consumer of spam in the world that makes sense does not surprise me <laughs> um yeah i mean this movie is so great i forgot to score it so let me do that <laughs> real quick yeah i no, I love this movie so much, and I know that there are problems with it, but I'm hoping that just the sheer nostalgia will forgive a lot of things for you two while you're scoring this, because I think this is maybe one of the first cases of watching a movie that I am so endeared toward that I, like... I have like full on nostalgia goggles while watching this movie. Absolutely. I think up until now, I've been able to take a step back and be like slightly more objective with some of the movies that we've watched. But this one, I'm fully like, I know that this part's bad, but like also, I love this movie. Yes, no, exactly. And I actually, <laughs> I will, I'll describe it more, but I kind of have that feeling toward rob schneider's character oh boy which kind of forgives some of it it's not the most racist um, character he's ever done it's brown yeah, face uh, but yeah, yeah it's worse. i mean uh see click for example uh he has in click he has 10 times less screen time but 10 times more racism yeah um, yeah, I mean, I, I also watched this movie with obviously Meg, but also like another couple 
So I was the only one like, you know, trying to watch it with more purpose as opposed to just enjoyment. So it was hard not to just fall back into the nostalgia goggles and, you know, just fucking love it. So <laughs> I definitely have biased scores because of that. I mean, I was going to say, this is the first time the movie watching has just been sitting down to watch a movie. Like, it hasn't been work. Yeah. It hasn't, I haven't been like, oh, God, I don't want to do this and pay attention. Yeah. That's a great point. Just, yeah. This... I was genuinely excited to be like, ah, oh, yes, I get to watch 50 First Dates now. Like, yeah. I was so, so, so excited. I watched it at Gray's house while you were in Yosemite. And Daphne and I sat down and watched it together. <laughs> I also maybe had the aid of a gummy with me, but like that only made it better. It yeah. just made I just like oh, it yeah. made me love it even more. <laughs> I, I hit I hit my buddy's wax pen <laughs> when we were down there and yeah, definitely contributed. It, yeah. <laughs> One speaking of marijuana, I didn't I think I just never really re picked up on like how many jokes there were about Ula, Rob Schneider's character, Indeed. being a stoner. I thought there was like maybe one or two references, but it was like constant. And that made me enjoy this movie because it was something I hadn't picked up on earlier, mm -hmm. which is crazy because I've seen this movie so many times. I also... And it made me like it more. I also also never connected the weed stuff, but I also felt like he's a, he's not good at, at pretending to be a stoner. Like he's he's acting like someone who's never had weed before. But is be trying to be a stoner. That's, yeah, very true. Yeah, he's not, he's like way too conspicuous. Way too energetic. Yeah. 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 He's like swimming with sharks and shit. All right, well, before we get too far in. Wait, I have to tell you something. I bought <laughs> this edible that's like a Rice Krispie treat, but it's peanut butter and chocolate. And peanut butter cup. Peanut butter, peanut butter cup. cup. But it's it's green and it it looks like weed nuggets. But it's okay. it's food and each little weed nugget rice krispie treat is fifty milligrams. And oh my god! It's part of the reason I was late today. <laughs> it's because like oh no, <laughs> it knocked me out. <laughs> yeah. Fifty milligram first dates. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, well, before we get too far into it... Yeah, let's do our uh, pre-watch score, or pre-show score. Yeah, uh, I'll go first. Nostalgia, 10. Allegra. Oh, yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, if you do not have nostalgia at a 10, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> cool. Sit-through ability, 10. It's not. This wouldn't be the first time Holland's punched me in the face, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it as an adult. Just twice as a child. Or even as a teen. So what was this, enjoyability? Tween max. <laughs> yes, yeah, through ability. Enjoyability, I put an eight. Okay. With All right. room to grow. Uh, appropriate for children, I put six. I put a seven. Because I did watch this as Doesn't a nine-year-old and, like, didn't pick yeah, up. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I watched this as a seven-year-old. But like I said, a lot of shit flew over my head that... Even watching it as like a twelve-year-old, I'm like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> there's a lot of dick jokes. There's a lot. Yeah, it's just. Uh, uh, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, does it hold up? I have it at a seven. Uh, yeah, me too. Okay. Okay. 
Um, and can I follow 10? Uh, Even though, you know, the plot is bonkers, it's still easy to connect the dots from one to the next. Yeah, okay. I um, I had it as, as you, It's a pre-score, so just say what you okay, have. Okay, it's a seven right now. Okay. Okay. I feel like I can maybe bump that up a little And yeah, mine might even come down, because now I'm second-guessing <laughs> it. Because I, I did my pre-show score after we hit record. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's just get into it. I mean, this fucking movie. I I did put, uh, in honor of just the Sandtembler theme, the Kevin James cameo is foreshadowing. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which comes out three years later. Also, does that mean that Adam Sandler's character is bi? Yes! Absolutely. Yes. Confirmed bi. And they, they don't even <laughs> Except he tells Alexa... I'm not into guys. That's true. Uh, the whole Alexa of it all, I know that's bringing some I shit think, down. <laughs> yeah. I think he was just saying that to hurt her, because he did hook up with Kevin, Kevin James. That's in the canon. Yeah, yeah. And, and Alexa seemed, like, in the know with all of his sexual exploits, yeah. so, like, she would know that he hooked up with Kevin James. Yeah. But she also she feels know that he's... New? Oh, you think she's a new hire? Yeah. She seems she like that's why I got into this business. <laughs> yeah, maybe and because she hits on him fairly early on and he see that's why he's like, you know, taken back. Maybe it's because she's new, otherwise he would be more familiar with him or I mean, with her flirting with maybe him. Maybe that's why she ate his roast beef sandwich and like she's new she didn't understand like the fruit oh my god the, okay i i love i even said what <laughs> uh once again adam sandler is the asshole the sea lion vomit scene but the roast beef sandwich line kind of redeemed it because yeah. i thought that was a hilarious joke a hilarious reason to play that prank yes exactly because at first before he says that you're like oh he's just being a bully yeah but then he says it and he's like ah okay i totally get it yeah. and she seemed pretty well, I mean, unbothered <laughs> yes yeah. exactly they're actually his friendship with alexa for the most part is like pretty solid if i yeah like, they seem like like, good, like, I'm like, I would have been fine if we didn't have a Rob Schneider character because we already had this Alexa character who also already knew about all of his exploits and was also able to be a sounding board for him. Yeah. And I'm like, why was Rob Schneider even in this movie? Or also, why was Rob Schneider... Happy Madison. Yeah. That's all I can I know, say. It's like, and it's also like, Rob Schneider did not need to be this caricature of a Hawaiian person. Like, yeah, if anything, it would have been funnier if he was, like, a tourist. Yeah, I don't know. You know? Like, like, like go the other direction. All of the jokes about him just were so inconsequential and him having all these kids who were, like, better than him. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, what did that, how did that drive the plot yeah. in any way other than add? it was just, like, my, my assumption is, like, day four into shooting... Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler was like, I want Rob Schneider in this movie. And they're like, we already finalized the script. And he's like, I have an idea. Because then they just shoehorned his character and his kids in all the time when it could have just been like a buddy. I have an opposite theory. 
I think that he was like, all right, Rob Schneider, let's make a movie together in Hawaii. You're my friend. Let's do in the movie. And Rob Schneider was like, I would like my character to be Hawaiian. And he's like, okay, do whatever you want, I guess, man. And this was like a pure Rob Schneider creation. I think that's definitely likely. Because I think it could have been the, like, I don't even know if it was written to be like a Hawaiian person, because I don't think he needed to be Hawaiian. Yes. He could have done all of the same things and just have been Rob Schneider. Like He also, like, he could have played the Alexa character. You know, I, I'm not saying as oh, yeah, a woman, but I'm been, saying he could have yeah. just been, like, the dorky assistant yeah. friend who is, like, trying to move in on the girls that, that Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler rejects. Exactly, yeah. So, <sighs> Rob Schneider, he's not going to be the last, it's not going to be the last time he comes up in this podcast, and yeah. maybe not even this month. Well, especially not this month. He's in, like, every single fucking Adam Sandler Yeah, I mean, we we might get, you know, some reprieve, depending on, because I don't think he's in The Wedding Singer. Yeah, uh, is he no. not? I feel like he at least makes a cameo in every single Adam Sandler Who, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? I don't know. I don't think he's in The Longest Yard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't be certain, (laughs) and I don't remember him in Mr. Deeds. But anyways, hey, I think all three of the movies I chose don't Don't have have a Rob Schneider cameo. Very. I mean, I feel like at a certain point, Kevin James starts to swap in for Rob Schneider, where he's like, "If we can't have one, we'll have the other." Um, and then it wasn't except for Grown Ups, where they're both in. But it. I was saying Grown Ups is when they finally brought them both together. Um, and then abruptly split them for Grown Ups too, because Rob Schneider's not in oh. it. Anyways, enough. This isn't Rob Schneid Tembler. All right, let's <laughs> let's get back into the movie. So I, um, I I remember loving the penguin and being <laughs> like, all right, well, it's settled. I'm getting a pet penguin. Oh. He is in the longest yard. The penguin? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, the penguin. Oh, sorry, yeah, he's got a pretty. He's. You'd you'd be surprised. He's also in the Machinist. You know, he's got an extensive range. I love the penguin and I love the walrus. Yeah, I love I the walrus. I love like the aquarium setting. Setting. Yes, it me was too. Very fun. <laughs> um. And I think it makes Adam Sandler's character more endearing. Oh yes. Yeah, the man with animals. I care. Yeah, he's not an architect. It's like, ah, oh, fuck off. Yeah, fuck architects. <laughs> yeah, um, and fuck David Hasselhoff. <laughs> so there are many 2004-isms about this movie that I found quite delightful. Like, oh, a C- His fucking sunglasses? His sunglasses, the CD <laughs> His dorky-ass sunglasses? The VHS. The what? The CD case in her car. Uh, you know, she drops oh, the yeah. CDs. Oh, yeah. And, like, the VHS oh, of yeah. the Sixth Sense. Um... Oh, yeah. But I think that my favorite, like, sneaky 2004-ism is that there is a character in a movie called Alexa. Because I feel like you cannot name anyone on TV Alexa anymore. Like, Bezos has, like, a lock on that name. Alexa means one specific thing. I literally, I when I was watching this movie in Gray's living room, as when Adam Sandler was screaming the name Alexa, Gray's Alexa went off. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a reason why... <laughs> The name is finished. <laughs> like, Be- Bezos may have ruined this name for all Alexa's present and future. 
that's what I said that when Holland told me that yesterday, I'm like, yeah, I don't think anybody can name their child Alexa anymore. It's like, I mean, I don't know. It's like naming your child Allegra after um, 2001. Dare you? <laughs> I said after. You are a hipster and you're, re- you know, you're before, before it was. Before the medicine. The, before the medicine. Um, yeah. Once that medicine um, became over the counter, my life was harder, I would say. How about this? For a better comparison to Bezos and the the thing he created, how about, it's like how nobody after the 40s was probably named Adolf anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should compare him to Hitler and not Allegra. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> You're the one who compared him to... <coughs> oh my god. Alright. Do you need some Allegra? Are you okay? No, Jeffrey Bezos <laughs> knew we were talking shit about him, and so he sent um, a drone after me, and um, I think it's a sign. I, I just want to bring something up. Just, you know, we've always talked about how there are just random scenes that are, or just moments that are so inconsequential that are just burned into your brain. For me, with this movie, and I don't know why, it was the shot of Sandler rubbing lemon on his hands oh. in the diner. Like, he's, like, trying to mask the fish smell. Oh, I didn't even notice that. For some reason, because, like, you know, he doesn't have, like, soap in front of him. He, like, takes the lemon out of his water and is, like, rubbing his hands. And I feel like I always remember that being so weird that it, I don't... It just burned into my brain. I'm like, just go to the bathroom, dog. I don't know. But it's one of those things where it's, like, fish is always, always, always on his hands, even though his hands are clean. So I I, did, I feel like yeah. I never noticed that before this rewatch, but I was like, that's kind of a clever thing. You're, like, trying to mask the smell with the lemons. Yeah. Um, obviously, the crossover Happy Gilmore reference. When they play golf. When they play golf. <laughs> um. The first Sandler yell of the movie, uh, when Schneider touches Sandler's golf ball bruise. Although, I will say, I feel like this movie, Adam Sandler is, like, at his quietest. Yes, he's yes. very really mumbly. does not yell. Can... Yeah. Can... He, yeah, even on, like, the opposite end, he, like, overcorrects to, like... Being very really quiet, and yeah. Also, Which I'm not mad about. He starts this movie with like, "Yeah, I fuck, I fuck all the time so much. It's a fucking debilitating character choice." And then the entire movie, he's like, "Hen, um, um, Henry." It's because he's in love, Allegra. And because he, this is also something I didn't note really pay attention to until this viewing that he only ever dates tourists. And oh, so, that's the whole thing. yeah, I know, but I didn't even realize that, like, oh yeah, this is a local, so that's why it's different, and you know, like, yeah, I knew that he just didn't want to be attached, but I just never, for whatever reason, picked up on the fact that it was like tourist versus local, right? Um, yeah, and I want some fan, because I'm not gonna fucking do it, to put up like a, like a bar chart or a graph of, like, Sandler Metascore ratings. Uh, as opposed to how much he yells per movie <laughs> to see if there's any correlation to how little he yells and how good of a movie it is. It's sort of like the ratings of a Family Guy episode. The more cutaways they are, the worse the ratings are. Like you've seen- Yes. Yes. No, that's exactly what I want. And I want to see if there is like a, 
a decreasing like median line where it's like the more there's a yell, the lower of a score it is. But you never know because like Happy Gilmore is one of his most revered movies and I know he yells, he yells a lot in that a, movie. But a surprisingly lower meta score than I was expecting. Oh, okay. Interesting. I also appreciated in his like pursuit of these locals that like... He tourists? Like, or the tourists, I mean... He doesn't get them drunk. Like he gets yeah. them. Like, yeah. He only he like placebo affects them, <laughs> which is like, in a weird way, kind of respectful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like only Adam Sandler could write the sleaziest way to be respectful. <laughs> yeah, still. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like I make sure that our drinks do not have alcohol in them, so you can like. So you can naturally loose up, but think that the alcohol is like making you more fun, but you're actually fully sober and you are making this decision yourself. I am not getting you drunk to lower your inhibition. I'm only giving you plausible deniability in case you regret this later, (laughs) but you... Yeah. (laughs) It's still a form of manipulation, but it's like definitely less skeezy than essentially drugging somebody to have sex it's for your benefit and so when um the girl from josie and the pussycats was like well i know you've just told me that i'm sober but let's pretend i'm not so we can continue right um sean astin i think is easily the best part of this movie i'm like the list the the vikings game prediction that was fucking i love that shot or that scene so much because then she gets up and then the dad just chonkla slaps him just throws the sandal at him but yeah the steroids the mesh shirt the like nocturnal being a tough guy but then just getting fucked up yeah he is fully committing to this role and he's doing it and he does such a good job i lost my mind when so when adam sandler's like tied up on the side of the road but then the dad and the brother comes (laughs) and he's just like you want some of this and he kisses his muscle in the slowest way so yeah so soft and and tender i always that's another random part that's burned into my brain because he's like yeah you want some of this Mm. <laughs> it was just so uncomfortable. It was so funny. My second favorite character is Nick, Tattoo Face. Of oh, course. Yeah. That actor, like. Yeah, I love him. I feel like they just found someone and he just had the best energy. 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 40. <laughs> okay, so yeah, if we want to get into, like, the, the dating. I think the Waffle House meet cute is easily one of the cutest yes. meet cutes <laughs> in movie history. I love it. Which one? So much. First the one? first one. Okay. Just like the initial meet cute of like this quirky girl building a little house on waffles, and Adam Sandler helps her with the little door, and it's so cute. It's but it's so specific too, but like it works so well. Also, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore have amazing chemistry yes they work so well so fun fact drew barrymore so they were when this was written i think the either the writer or the director had them in mind drew barrymore was in as soon as she read the script and i don't know if adam sandler was a no or just hadn't responded yet but drew barrymore wrote him a personalized letter to be like we need to do this movie together oh and it was obviously their first reunion since the wedding scene yeah, yeah so yeah it was like 
Drew Barrymore loved the script and was like, I think it would be great if him and I were the characters. <laughs> That's so sweet. I, I have to say, if there was any movie character who reminded me the most of Holland, it is Lucy in Fifty First Dates. Like... The, really? the blonde really? baby hair. She's so so sweet. She doesn't really swear that much. Like she just has like this <laughs> sort of wholesome sense of humor. And I don't know. She's just so. She's like ex- like her character is extremely sweet. Like she takes way too much of this in stride the entire time. So I'm not saying that yeah. like as, I don't think her character is very realistic. But it's like fine in the movie context. But I don't know. To me, every time she was like joking and um, like, I felt like at first I was like, is this a manic pixie dream girl situation? But I really do feel like Drew Barrymore's character has a lot of agency and a lot of personality. She just happens to be just extremely lovely <laughs> the whole time. But when... Yeah. I, based on what you're saying, I did have a uh, a thought that's like, for somebody who has traumatic brain damage she is extremely emotionally stable yeah yeah she like was raised you know? really well <laughs> she's very yeah. Yeah. Her emotions yeah and yeah speaking of the meat cutes um i love the i can't read scene <laughs> so much i had totally forgotten about it until it was happening like that is that is classic like Sandlerism humor without him needing to yell. Yeah. That still gets me. That I feel like he's yeah, where he's like lost the sensibility, but he has his like, you know, cocked weird mouth like his Sandler face and like but it's perfect. And then also I, the old man who's like the oh like are you looking at me or her? Cuz you're starting to creep me out. Yeah. <laughs> And I think he says some. He has some comment after the read scene. Yeah, he just too. He's like, he calls him a jackass or something. Yeah, exactly. I also love. Okay, for another. Sorry, I wrote this down because another two thousand four ism, the reference to Shamu. When was the last time you ever heard anything about Shamu? Well, I mean, after since, Blackfish. Yeah, I was gonna say ever since Blackfish. I don't. I lived in San Diego for five been. years, so Shamu was always pretty topical. Okay, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Um, the bat, the scene with the like where she beats the shit out of Rob Schneider is another. <laughs> oh God, so fun. Schneider, yeah. not no, Schneider. It sounds like a completely different person, <laughs> but that is also another perfect scene. It's just so great. Where like. She goes, yeah, yeah, you better keep running or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then just like looks at him with like the sweetest smile ever immediately after. I love that so much. I was much. like, damn, Lucy's tough on crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's good. You got him. Not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when does she get haircuts? How does that you, work? like cut her hair in her yeah. sleep or some shit? <laughs> That's weird. I'm also like, would she really wear the Thing every every day. day. I mean, I know. Maybe it was like her Sunday outfit. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Maybe because, like, this whole thing about um, if your short-term memory is damaged, your long-term memory still works. That is a real thing. I took a neurobiology class, and they talked about how, like, you know, those memory card games where there's cards flipped up uh, upside down, and you have to pull two at a time until you find matches. They, they did yes. that with um, people with short-term memory loss. 
And they found that if they kept doing it every single day, even though they retained no short-term memory, like to them they felt like they were doing this game for the first time, they ended up doing it faster and faster and faster until they got it all right on the first try because the long-term memory oh, does retain. So, Sort of like how she was able to see his face in her dreams and right. could paint him out, but every time she would see him, it was a new person, but she was like, why do I remember Yeah, there you? is like an element right, of truth right. in that for sure. So, I don't know. Yeah, there just there are a few plot holes, like the haircuts. Um, I, think it, I think it's also clever, though, that they did set this movie in Hawaii, where I think the weather is pretty much the same yeah. Yeah. all year long. Yeah, so, so it could be October in June. Yeah. yeah. That's a good yeah. point. It was supposed to take place in Seattle, which is similar. Yeah, but, just but in a dreary. Different yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, you go, you go. I was going to change the topic. I was thinking about how, like, I never questioned the, of course, we buy a pineapple every day and we recreate her day so she doesn't notice. Like, I think a, a little bit, there's a part of your mind where I'm like, that feels easier because I don't want to traumatize my daughter every single day. But the practicality of it, I'm like, do they really eat pineapple upside down cake every day? Every day. Do they really eat pasta every day? Like, they have to switch up dinner, right? They have to change clothes. Like, they decide to keep her clothes the same, but I feel like long-term memory, she'd be, like, sick of this outfit without really knowing why. But, like, whatever. Right. There's, like, the, the painting of his garage, there's no way that actually happened on the actual day. And that's just something he has, like, decided to do to sort of brighten her day yeah i i I think i talked about that too where i think that's him having like his own like it's it's for him i also think it's a way to like distract her while they're setting up oh they they said that too it's it's a way to keep her at home right so it minimizes her interaction with With other people to i think they actually said that is it keeps her occupied for most of the day so then by the time she's done, it's like, oh, it's time to eat and watch the movie and open presents and all oh, that. Yeah, this yeah. is the worst idea of all time. They watch The Sixth Sense every day for a every year. Single... Oh, my it's God. It's come full circle. It's an Adam Sandler movie. Game. Yeah, and the same football game. That would be so annoying. I Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how the dad and the bro like they have to be like sometimes be like oh i'm too tired let's watch it tomorrow or yeah like, or like couldn't like sean astin's character be like i got us this vhs tape and then like, so it's like i got him a movie too yeah so it's like we're watching my movie tonight yeah she's like but i want to watch six cents they're like it well that's too fucking bad because we're not watching the six cents tonight well, it's my birthday well, yeah, i want to yeah we'll do it tomorrow one. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe that stuff does happen. It's just like that's a little getting a little bit too into the minutia since it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, the tech, the ten second Tom bit. I know it's supposed to be a like a humorous interaction, but the whole time I was watching, I'm like, this is so sad. I know. I know. Like it. Yeah, exactly. Miserable. Every day she wakes up, it's sort of like waking up in a sci-fi film. You know, that how many sci-fi moments of you're waking up and you have no idea where you are. You don't know what clothes these are. You don't know what room you're in. And you just walk in and they're like, hello, Lucy, you have brain damage. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Right. This movie, even though it's not sci-fi, this movie 
wasn't the the screen the screenplay was inspired by Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It's like, it is. A, so it's just yeah. like I guess it's almost like it's almost like being yeah flipped to where like you're almost like the NPC in everyone else is Bill Murray Groundhog Day. You. Yeah, you're everyone yeah. else in the town. Yeah. And Adam Early Sandler is Bill Murray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Or no, sorry. Drew Barrymore is Bill. No, Bill Murray no, is the I'm sorry. only one. Fuck me. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Drew Barry. It's like, yeah. We Fuck should do me. Groundhog Day. Okay. So. <laughs> oh my God. Also, speaking of, if we want to go back to talking about like dated shit in this movie, just like the tape that they show, like the initial tape that Adam Sandler makes and is like, here's what you missed. Oh, I know. Did you write it down? <laughs> I wrote down a lot of things. Uh, the Martha Stewart arrest. There's like this running Snoop Dogg gag about like Snoop Dogg quit weed and then he went back on weed like two months later or whatever. I'm like so Snoop has always Here been I... doing this. He's Snoop Dogg, then he's Snoop Lion, then he's Snoop Dragon, he's Snoop Dogg again. He just has faces. <laughs> and then the uh, Queer Eye, the first Queer Eye is a Yes, Carson Kresley. Um. Ad, or Arnold Schwarzenegger being elected governor of California, which also, if you're in Hawaii, why would you care about that? Although I I'm guess sure that was major news. It was just a big, happened. it was, I don't know. It's a celebrity becoming a politician. How yeah. often does that happen? Oh my God. Uh-huh. And then also, he also had a Red Sox wins the World Series gag in it, but also they won. They the won World it Series after this movie. Yeah, they won it that year. Yeah. Like, However many months after February, months after yeah. yeah, yeah, that I I did. That's in one of my trivia it's things. It's really interesting how that ended up being like wrong. And mind <laughs> you, mind you, because they broke an eighty-six year drought right. of winning the World Series. Right. So like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Holland here again. I'm editing this episode and I can't believe none of us mentioned also that Drew Barrymore was actually at the Red Sox game when they finally won the World Series for the first time because she was filming that movie Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon and it was all about the Red Sox. How did we not mention this during the initial record? I don't know, but I felt like I don't know. I feel like our listeners would be yelling this at us and I because I'm yelling this at us while editing. So I just want to put this in to say, yes, I knew this happened and I want to mention it but <laughs> at uh, the coincidence. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, and also speaking of that video, I did think that the date reenactment with Rob Schneider with Rob Schneider was kind of funny. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Ooh, I th- fish, right off. Yeah. I thought, I thought the whole videotape was super tender. Yeah. And yeah, I actually, again, there were parts of Rob Schneider's problematic character that I did actually enjoy. I did, however, write, so maybe this is just nostalgia goggles fogging my memory up the next day. Cause I did write in my notes, Rob Schneider is really not okay in this movie. <laughs> It'd be one thing if he were a one-off like in Click, but he's in this movie a lot. Yeah. But I think even later on, I kind of say like, eh, I actually kind of like <laughs> uh, Rob Schneider's character. I don't know. If, yeah. I do have to hand it, and I think we kind of touched upon it, but I have to hand it to this movie that it 
does make Adam Sandler pretty darn likable. Oh, oh my god, so likable. That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, ju- he does so much better when he's just like genuine and like open. Yes. 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 Yeah, and he's not like a frat bro, like toxic masculinity like he is in, especially his earlier movies, yeah. his 90s movies, and then like even like Click. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Grown Ups and Chuck and Larry, Probably. like, you know. It's just like, yeah, I mean, some of that stuff still creeps in in other ways. Like the whole, like, Alexa gender conversation, like, I don't, just focusing on whatever is happening there. The weird gender reassignment joke that they make about one of Lucy's friends. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, and that was not cool. Like, and the whole Rob Schneider of it all. Like, it is still an Adam Sandler movie, but I feel like those moments are so few and far between compared to, like, almost every other single Adam yeah. Sandler movie. It's almost... That it, it's slightly easier to forgive at least like when reflecting back on the movie as a whole. This movie also, did not feel cheap. Like it was shot yeah. like a real movie. It was taken seriously like a real movie. Some of the plot beats were still like very brutally exposed. It's still very much like, but Henry, you don't want a serious relationship and she forgets every day. Why don't you just date her until you leave? And it's like, that's the plot. That's the whole plot of the movie. We're not, we're just spelling it out for you. Falls in love with her. (laughs) (laughs) And also I feel like I'm sure we haven't addressed the elephant in the room of like, is this actually ethical? But even though she gives consent, like, like, it's, she gives consent and she does keep a journal and like I think they do a really good job of of showing that he is not trying to take advantage of the situation because even when Rob Schneider is like she forgets you every day just date her till you leave and Adam Sandler is even like what am I a monster like are you, she has a brain damage are you kidding me yeah but the fact that he keeps going back because he because even though he, like, sees her every day and before she, like, realizes that she has this brain issue, like, their interactions are still, like, slightly different every time. So he is learning new things about her every day and, like, learning more about her personality. It's, it's still believable that he would be falling in love with her because it's not, like, the exact same carbon copy experience every single time. Yeah, to me, it feels like Although, they made it clear that, you know, he's not doing this because of Rob Schneider character reasons. Like, he's not doing it because yeah. the Rob Schneider character says you could, like, get it in and run away and no one will notice. He's doing it because he genuinely just can't stop thinking about her. And he, like, genuinely yeah. just wants to spend more time with her. And then also with the whole, she still, like, remembers him in her dreams. She paints him every day. Like, there is something, like, he is also stuck in her brain, even though it is damaged. <laughs> like, I think that also maybe helps with the morality of it. I didn't, And yeah, I'm, I I'm really yeah. happy that they gave her her own journal and they explain, you know, yes. she is an active participant. She is the one who's writing in the diary, too. So she's like hey, I hope you hit on me again tomorrow. I hope it goes well for you. And then she's like, basically she has a conversation with herself every single day with more and more information. And then she decides to break up with him. Like, 
despite her circumstances, right. you know, she's still trying to lead a normal life as much as possible, which involves relationships. And right. it's like, who knows how active a person with that kind of memory problem would be able to be in society. But, you know, she's she's not going to stop living her life. She's not going to force her parents uh, to go back to every day is the same day universe. She's trying to push mm -hmm. forward. And I think that's extremely clear and well-written. Like, this might be the, the be... best well-written, like, female Adam Sandler character in all of existence. Oh, totally. <laughs> it would be so weird, though, to, like, wake up every day and be like, I'm dating a stranger, or I have a baby I didn't know about. Oh, my God. That's, that's, so weird. that's freaky. I, yeah. it's, like, that's an, uh, another, again, either ethical or moral dilemma that I posed in my notes. Is it fucked up for them to have kids? Because she, like, you know, she, she sees a strange child, like, does she still have maternal instincts to this child because she only found out that she even has one on a videotape? Yeah, and also, like, is that the best parenting decision for that? For what? the child, that's what I'm saying, the connection. That's how I ended the movie. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. It's just, like, yeah. Okay, like, I, I want to... child is old enough to comprehend, like, what the deal is with her mom like that that kid's gonna have some weird issues <laughs> yeah issues. absolutely oh my god yeah. also can you imagine you know you you think it's 2003 october 16th my dad's birthday and you are abruptly awakened by you're in labor it's like that oh my god that is alien covenant level like fucked up freaky sci-fi you wake up and yeah. you're giving birth. you're like trying to explain her situation to her while she's in labor yeah and so yeah that would be like a panic attack this is the worst day of your life <laughs> yeah okay i want to change uh <laughs> you know the subject change the subject or just you know quick switch shoegate He is wearing it, and he's, which Again. he wears in click. I mean, endorsement? I don't know. Is it just personal preference? It's just 2004. Is, but is he going to be wearing Etnies at all in the next Sandler movie? I want to keep an eye on it. Well, depending on what it is, it might be I know. too early. For I swear Etnies. to God, you never know. I do not want. Chuck you never know. I don't want Chuck. And yeah, Jerry. if we get if. Uh, <laughs> Um, also, his fucking sandals are way too howly to actually be, like, a local on the island. His sandals? Are you guys not I, picking up on this at all? Yeah. His rubber sandals that look like every dad that comes to Hawaii for, like, the first <laughs> time. I don't know. Well, I appreciate I you bringing shoes more pointed. Yeah. Because <laughs> we saw the Etnies in Click. And we see the Etnies in 51st Dates. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, the scene of him singing Beach Boys while yeah, sailing. So good. Oh my God. Again, yeah, my iconic. Yeah. It's so great. Again, a good use of the Sandler face. Sandler scream. Sandler cry. <laughs> yes. The Sandler like scream face, the cry. How like, nice it was just perfectly done. To bring me a CD that would remind him of all the lovely times I had with his daughter. 
You asshole! You sick, you sick bastard! <laughs> yeah. And again, and I think the reason that Sandler's scream wasn't as abrasive is because it was kind of drowned out by the song, the song <laughs> which is, be nice? <laughs> I think Sandler take notes yeah. for your future movies. Tell your, you know, your editors, think- your sound designers to do that. So people aren't so annoyed by your fucking screech. And I think it also helps that like, he really didn't scream that much anywhere else. In yes. Yeah. Well. It actually makes it more of a like genuine and, what's the word organic yeah. joke and not yeah. just a trope yeah quality not quality also, adam sandler of, yeah speaking of songs tell that to his netflix deal <laughs> oh, jesus speaking of music and songs the forgetful lucy song is oh. so cute it's so cute allegra was singing that when we first logged on to skype <laughs> okay. I, love it's, so I was much. like i know oh, it's yeah. so tender adam sandler used to be known for comedy songs like Eight yeah. Crazy Nights, the whole shebang. I was like, yeah, you, the, the Hanukkah you song. Think modern Sandler yeah. is picking up a guitar. Adam Sandler hasn't touched a musical instrument in a decade. He sings twice in The Wedding Singer. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's when it was still like, yeah, it rooted in with his, yeah. you know, his his celebrity. Um, okay, when he says, I mean, I guess we've kind of talked upon this but i was gonna say if she has a whole studio of paintings of adam sandler and he says do you remember me she shouldn't say no it should definitely at least be like a but it should at least be like a i don't know or like it's kind of weird let me show you instead of just being like i need silence for this do you know who i am pause no. Pause. Pause. But I need to show you something. Yeah. What? That's not how that's not how that would go. It would be like I would be like, "Whoa. Hold on. Can I show you something?" Exactly. And then as I'm walking him over to the studio, I'd be like, "I don't remember you, but look at this. Isn't that weird? Look at all of my borderline anti-semitic paintings of you some of them some of them i'm like i understand being self-deprecating when you're adam sandler but in the scenario where this like blonde-haired blue-eyed woman is painting pictures of like a profile of him with a pretty large nose and stuff like that i'd be like yeah there's a reason this is in a locked room and not in the front studio space one of our patients is having a a stalking episode. Uh... <laughs> Remember that guy she came in with that one time? She's painting him ki- kind of a lot. It's kind of weird. I did think it was kind of funny when he was rushing in to try and find her. And they're like, hey, whoa, do you have <laughs> yeah. an appointment? He's like, I, I do. My name is, uh, uh, and he's like, oh, I can't even uh, remember his name. Go on in, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean... Again, just great movie. It The problems that this movie had, again, are softened just because... Yeah, just because I love this movie so much. And it's so good. And it just reminds me of watching it with you guys on the couch at yeah. Dad's house. Yeah. 
you know, like a, I want some Pizza Factory pizza. Oh pizza Factory, yeah, or like Holland just made a fucking sheet cake or something. <laughs> Because it's summer and it's 2 p.m., dad's gone and we have nothing else to do because yeah. it's 100 degrees outside <laughs> and he hasn't gone to Costco to buy us Otter Pops to sell yet. We're drinking Sprite Remix. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like dad. Or Sunny D. Dad's in yeah, his room on his bed watching it live and you just sit there with him. And you're just like, yeah. this is my afternoon. One, one of, yeah, like Holland would be on like, the the office chair yeah. allegra would be next to him and i would just be on top of his back just watching it yeah yeah it's hard to like remove all of that nostalgia wrapped around this movie as well yeah like, this was such a big part of our childhood yeah especially sure. just like watching it with dad yeah. this is one of the movies that like if we wanted to watch a movie with dad that he would not like zone out on it was this, it was, like, it, yeah. this was one of this the few definitely. that we were like, okay, yeah, we get to, like, you know, actually enjoy it with him and, like, feel him engaging with us and with it, laughing at the same things and not just kind of, like, you know, we laugh and look at him and he just kind of gives us a smile. Dad's like, a tough mm, crowd. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Dad is tough. He is a very tough crowd. Um, this and Shrek, yes. apparently, uh, we know exactly how to get him to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. but for for me personally with him, it's Will Ferrell movies. Mm. I know I can get him to like open up comedically with like a Will Ferrell quote, <laughs> or just like sitting down and watching a Will Ferrell movie with we'll him. We'll have to do but, a Will Faperl or something. Yeah. <laughs> Will Faperl. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so close. To like an inappropriate, like Will Fapperl. Yeah, I don't I know. I think he would like it. I think he would enjoy that uh, association. <laughs> <laughs> also, Mary Kate and Ashley reference in this movie. The dolphins are named Mary Kate and Ashley. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, love the first kiss montage. You got a nothing beats a first kiss. That's some Holland yes. shit right there. That that's yeah, exactly this is what right I mean. Up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, shit. Any closing arguments? Like, I don't like this movie's amazing. I'm so sorry. I have. I was just gonna say. I did. I think the biggest reason why I put followability at a slightly lower score is because of like the. Would Lucy really be like this accepting of all the shit that's thrown at her? Like, like statistically, there would be one day in which she's like, "Fuck this." fuck you, fuck, I don't know you, you're not my boyfriend, like, I don't know, every day she just really takes it in stride, and I know it's, like, very necessary for her to do that so that the movie progresses. But, it, they, they change that on a whim for the sake of the movie, too, where it's inconsistent, like, if she wakes up with him in her bed, out. Yeah, her first reaction, I think a normal person would be obviously to be startled and freaked out, but to just be like, who the fuck are I'm you? Because like, man in your imagine this. That you've never seen before. Yeah, I mean, imagine, you know, like she's thinking, it's not like she's thinking of it as if this is like a brand new day. She thinks it's, you know, she went to bed the night before her dad's birthday. And like, I mean, is there no like possibility that she could be like, oh shit, did I drink last night? Did I take a dude home and get fucked up and just kind of be like, you know, if anything, like that kind of 
internal panic if any of you have ever right. had that experience <laughs> right. where you drunkenly take someone home and wake up and you're like who is this in my bed has that ever happened to you baby gray our mom does watch we don't it. need to talk about it we don't need to talk about it um i can neither confirm I yeah i can neither confirm nor deny that this has happened but to just kind of be like hey hey yeah it was really cool uh so it's my dad's birthday. I, I have a lot to do. That would have been a really so funny really sorry. reaction if that's how that went down. If she was like, I never do this. Yeah, but, it's my but dad's to birthday. immediately. Because like imagine this was the scenario. Right. And you wake up and you go, fuck. Holy fuck. I'm going to beat the shit out of you with a lacrosse stick. But like she lives with her dad. So it, it probably like would be extremely, extremely rare for her to just take some random person home. But I also think they do like they show that scene where she freaks out when he's in her bed. And also like while he is, while like kind of the bet starts with Nick and he's not successful every time. Like, some days she's not having it. And I don't think it's always because whatever he's doing is wrong. I'm sure part of it is also, like, I'm not in the mood for a dude to hit on me today because, like... That's how I interpreted I, that. like, Was... woke up in a weird mood to, like... I think it's just, like, you're not... It's not going to be a 10 out of 10 every time. And I think they show that, too. Yeah. And they show, like, her reacting to... The ridiculousness of the situation when it calls for it as well. I don't think she's like, I don't think the movie shows her accepting it just because she has to because it's the movie. I think it puts in a lot of the work to show you like her thought processes and how she processes her situation when she does find out. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think the only thing is that, like, agreed. They set that up and maybe we just, you know, they just... Like, assume this happens, but it's off screen. Uh, it's just like the bigger and bigger the revelation, right. the deeper and bigger the relationship gets, the more she's like, all right, let's go meet my friends together as a couple, and you're my boyfriend, and I love you. And it's just like, mm -hmm. those are really big steps, but it's also a beautiful romantic movie. I believe in rom communism. I fucking, I love this movie. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, do you guys, I don't know if I really need to, like, go on a whole spiel. Yeah. we've basically been gushing about this movie. <laughs> I bumped up yeah. my scores, Holland, don't worry. Okay, Yeah, okay. I, I, the only thing I did change in my scores was I did take Can I Follow down from a 10 to a 9, just from the arguments that Allegra made. Yeah. I do think it's fair that it isn't a perfect 10. Yeah. You know, but it's still, again, it's like, I know what's going on. I didn't notice too severe of, like, plot holes you know like the ones that i pointed out were so minor yeah and you know i keep using this word but inconsequential so I it's think, still a nine you know I it's think the thing that i want to just like hear your reasoning behind both of you is your score for appropriate for children like what are you docking off of that score because like i understand it definitely needs to be docked but I'm like, a six still feels very low to I'm me. I'm keeping it at a seven. You know? Like, I don't I don't think that the good negates the bad. The bad is still there. I just fully believe that the good outweighs it. So it's like the yes. weird homophobia. That's the only reason I'm yeah. really keeping it at a seven. Because, like, I didn't notice any of the weed stuff. Um, 
Rob Schneider in brownface and the homophobia is right, probably yeah, just yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. thing I would knock. Not okay. even the swearing. Yeah. Okay. Damn, I mean, Holland. Yeah, that that, that simple question bumped me up to a seven from a six. Oh. Just because I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. You know, like I'm it like, is I like. Don't, I'm by no means saying it needs. It should be a ten, and nor should doesn't hold up. I just. I mean, yeah, like, and for me overall, it's just because like, it's a like. It's a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking about yeah. children, I'm talking about PG kids. Yeah. You know, like like how old I was when I watched it, how appropriate it should have been for someone <laughs> my age. Right. This exactly. definitely isn't a 10, you know? So, like, yeah, no. just the overall, like, sexual nature, the content of it, the sexual jokes, the cursing. But, like, again, yeah. not enough to, like, the, the, the bad doesn't take away from the good. Yeah. So... I, I basically have the same score as I did from the beginning because I you put just adjusted. I put one I put follow down to a nine and put ch- appropriate for children up to a ten <laughs> seven or up to a seven sorry okay um, so yeah let's maybe how about you guys both go through your okay so nostalgia ten nostalgia ten sit through ability ten ten appropriate for children six or sorry sorry seven seven does it hold up seven. Um, nine. Oh. Because, like, honestly, I think this is nostalgia goggles, but it's still just, I had a great time. Like, I, I know that. Fuck me. I'm, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing an eight. Okay, okay. I'm doing an eight. Okay. Just because, I mean, compared to some of the other movies, like, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. the nostalgia that's pumping. Like, yeah. nostalgia should be an 11, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys can give me bonus points. Yeah. So oh, we will. Like, okay. Can I follow nine? Nine. Okay. All right. Holland is Sweet. gonna fucking destroy it. If so I don't get the 15... wedding singer, I'm losing this year. I'm losing this season. So it's an eighty-nine. Okay. So eighty-nine, and I mean bonus points. Sean Astin. Yeah. Just bonus points for Sean Astin. Do you think he decided to give his character a list because Drew Barrymore has a list? And he's like, we're siblings. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) Bonus point. Bonus point for that theory. (laughs) So that's two bonus points so far. Um, Bonus point for the song. For the Uh, song. Yeah, forgetfully. Perfect. So I got a 91. Forget. All right. This is this is a movie that I am not arguing shouldn't be better than Shrek. Or George of the Jungle. Okay. <laughs> it's one. Well, okay, no, no. I don't think George of the Jungle should be a 90. I just think it's better than a 75. <laughs> I do think this is better than George of the Jungle. I'm just saying Shrek is a 90, but I think it should be higher. But I don't think that 51st Dates is unworthy of being unworthy of being exactly okay. is un, I think okay. it's fair so you know I'm gonna take it as you will I'm gonna poop my pants if I don't get wedding singer I am out of the competition like you guys have to get some stinky ass movies the rest of this year or else I don't know how I'm gonna make up these points I think it helps that we are, I'm pretty sure we're randomizing all of our movie choices for the rest of the year. Oh yeah, we're going to need it. I'm going to throw some bombs in there. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm, I need to get strategic. You're playing defense. 
I was really hoping you would get I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, and you literally got the gold standard of Adam Sandler movies. Like, I, if I don't get Wedding Singer, we're all in for a bad time. All right, guys. Now for my one of my favorite parts. It's the trivia. So, I already told, Barrymore was sold on the script and wrote Sandler a letter suggesting it as their next film together since The Wedding Singer. The director revealed that the studio had changed the original title from 51st Kisses to 51st Dates because marketing found that the term kisses was turning off guys. Yeah, it's turning me off. I mean, that does sound Talk a about, lot more chick flicky. I yeah. guess we're going to use the gender binary. Um, in an early scene... A dentist and a woman in the dentist chair are talking with each other about Adam Sandler. The woman playing the dentist is Jackie Sandler, Adam's wife. And the woman in the chair is played by Linda Siegel, director Peter Siegel's or Seagal's wife, who is a dentist in real life. I think that's kind of fun. Um, the neurological condition, the neurological condition from which Lucy suffers, Goldfield syndrome, is entirely fictional. True anterograde amnesia affects either short-term memory or intermediate, which can last days or weeks. Falling asleep has nothing to do with the condition. Um, Of the three movies Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore made together, this is the only one that was number one at the box office and made over $100 million. The original script set the movie in Seattle, uh, the hometown of the screenwriter. And this is fun, a little bit like behind the scenes but in the story so adam sandler's character henry and sean astin's character doug had relationship issues with the girl named tracy henry was during college and doug was during high school but it's never revealed if it was the same person oh interesting so because remember he's like hey tracy things have changed a lot since high school oh yeah so maybe it's the same tracy (laughs) and maybe sean astin knows that and that's why he hates henry immediately is tracy supposed to be like the woman that left adam sandler yeah and ruined woman well just the one the one that ruined his commitment or that created his commitment issue so uh released february 13th 2004 budget 75 million box office 198.5 million so nearly topped 200 million, but unfortunately, an Adam Sandler movie topping 200 would only be topped two years later with Click. Click. <laughs> um, some trivia of 2004, and I'm so excited for these because they're the first. Like the first ones were not only do I remember them, but I like remember remember them. <laughs> they're not just things that I'm like, oh yeah, I think I remember hearing about that stuff. They were things that I was like. It was aware of. Aw- yeah, aware of. <laughs> yeah. The top song of the year was Yeah by Usher with Little John and Ludacris. Of course. The big movies included Shrek 2, Spider-Man 2, and The Passion of the Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> um, the Jim Benton's Happy Bunny came into the scene. Oh, my God. I which, have so much Happy Bunny. Which we shit. remember Holland was all over. Um, the Live Strong wristband became popular in 04. Um, www.whitehouse.com was a porn website up until 2004. (laughs) This was the year that Ashley Simpson was caught lip syncing on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite came out this year. Also very important. (laughs) After the airing of South Park's Trapped in the Closet episode, Matt Stone and Trey Parker were followed and investigated by the Church of Scientology (laughs) over their remarks to Tom Cruise. (laughs) 
Um, a black bear was found passed out on a lawn at a resort in Baker Lake, Washington, after consuming 36 cans of Rainier beer, sampling but not drinking any of the bush. A fish and wildlife agent was quoted as saying, it definitely had a preference. <laughs> Such a random fact. <laughs> uh, film critic Roger Ebert said that the 2004 film National Treasure was, quote, so silly that the Monty Python version could use the exact same screenplay line for line. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the year that William Hung lost on American Idol, but won America's collective heart with his happy nature. Uh, what a time to be alive. Right? <laughs> this For me, this was like peak, like elementary school childhood time. This was my end of sixth grade, beginning of seventh grade. So like, tr like my true middle school experience yeah. was this time i think this was like, like second and third grade for me like yeah came out in 2004 it started like my first school dances i was ever going to was in sixth grade and yeah came out that year and <laughs> followed me at every single school dance until i didn't have them anymore <laughs> like, that and get low with oh, with Lil, Lil John. John. Yeah. Oh, you know what also happened? So to what's Park? funny is for me that same thing happened, but with um, "Low" by Flo Rida. Oh my! That God. came out when I was in sixth grade and followed me oh, to so every weird. single dance. Yeah. Yeah. Holland, do you know what happened in '04? Uh, I had my Build-A-Bear birthday party where they gave everyone and their Build-A-Bear a, a Livestrong bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, and I'm, I mean, this might be too much information. Do it! I know what you're about to say. <laughs> but, but that's also the day that I got my period for the first time. <laughs> so I became a woman in 2004, I guess. Hey Holland, live strong, all right? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, now it's time for the big moment, the randomizer wheel. Oh, yeah, we gotta set it up. I'm gonna poop my pants. I also saw my first concert in 2004. Was that the Killers? No, it was Phantom Planet was the opener, followed by No Doubt, and closing with Blink-182. I am, I will never forgive Mom for making my first concert John Mayer, especially after I've learned about what he did to Jessica Simpson. What a horrible douchey person yeah he's horrible my first concert i'm still saying this was barney when i was four uh when i went to san diego <laughs> it was a barney concert barney the dinosaur is better than john mayer the only part about 50 first dates in which holland is not lucy is when she was happy to be serenaded yeah no i would hate that <laughs> as someone who has been serenaded it is weird you don't know what to do and they're just staring at you the whole Ale time. Allegra, can you can you see yes. can you see my screen? Yes. Okay. So what we have left on the board, Big Daddy, Happy Gilmore, The Wedding Singer, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, Grown Ups, The Longest Yard, and Mr. Deeds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Both of our cousins, Carly and Michael, texted Holland and I separately and said I'm so happy that I drafted Mr. Deeds because it was 
also one of their favorites. I don't know why you have this hatred towards Mr. Deeds because we loved this movie. It's because I watched it when I was like a teen and was like, I thought I loved this movie and this movie fucking sucks chuds. Yeah, it's not a good movie. <laughs> All right, well, Allegra, right, what see, are you picking? Oh my God, kill me. <laughs> Please be Chuck and Larry. I just don't want it to be the longest yard. I'll take Big Daddy. Are you I'll take Big Daddy. Big Daddy's not too bad. All Hell yeah. of my movies were true. <laughs> I, I want to read, recount. No. Stop the count. Uh, no, it's Big Daddy. It's Big Daddy. Stop it's the Big count. Daddy. It's, it's Big Daddy. It's Big Daddy. I think this is rigged. Uh, too bad. Ha, has it been the top one every time? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't Hold on. I don't know. Re, just respin and see. I'm yeah. still doing just Big as, Daddy. Just as like. I'm just saying as a experiment. No. Okay. It did Big Daddy again. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. If it's Wedding Singer, we're doing it. No. It's the fate has decided. It is Big Daddy. We spun twice. It got Big all right. Daddy okay. twice. Well. Wow. You that guys heard it. That's my three for three on all my movies getting picked. That is disappointing. I know. That kind of. I really wanted you to get. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Um, all right, all well, right, well, next week Allegra has to defend Big Daddy. Uh, I watched this movie recently. <laughs> that might not bode well for you, Allegra. <laughs> well, it's more of just like, I wish it was a movie I haven't seen in a while, yeah. like Mr. Deeds. Yeah, if you give me well, Wedding Singer, year, we can just maybe, do that. <laughs> maybe Mr. Deeds will be chosen next year. Yeah, um, well, as we wrap up the show. I'll just let everybody know that you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LatchmeSibs. And you can send us an email at what, oh my God, that's my old email, at LatchmeSibs at gmail.com. Shout out to Caitlin, who sent us a wonderful email recently. With lots Thank of, you. Also with lots of other movie suggestions, some of them which like awakened memories for us. So if anybody has movie suggestions, just like generally nostalgic childhood movies, Please send them our way because we can put them in the pool and maybe we'll review them one day. Also, feel free to send us uh, monthly theme suggestions. Oh, yeah, totally. Because we've, you know, we've been throwing around a couple like, you know, Lovember, I think is what we're going to do. Lohan uh, movies for the month of November. Uh, yeah, we might do Will Fapril. Um, or I mentioned Mar Jan U. Carey. Jan U. Carey. Jim Carey movies. But we could also do... Uh, Marchy Kate and Ashley. Kate and Ashley. <laughs> There's also uh, what was it? June or oh, Hune. Hune? John Hughes movies. <laughs> Hune. So you know, people send in send in themed months for us, so we can you know probably do that. Unless if you don't like the theme, let us know. Yeah, then we can take breaks too. <laughs> yeah, then we can take breaks. So it doesn't have to be every month. Um, but you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, we would really appreciate it. We've seen a couple reviews so far, so thank you to everyone who's done that. Uh, but otherwise, it just really helps us get noticed and gets the podcast out to more people. But I think that's all we have for you guys today. The final installment of Sam Tembler is next week. Allegra's defending Big Daddy. So until then, bye. Wouldn't it be nice?